Hello, I'm Pastor Isaac Hammond from Neely United Methodist Church at 1755 Thomas Deplet, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70802. And we're so blessed to be in your presence today with the Word of God. And we don't take this lightly, but we thank God for this opportunity. God has given us a word today as we're putting our mind on the cross of Calvary and moving toward the Easter Sunday where Jesus got up with all power in his hand, resurrected from the dead, giving us hope to live again. And there's so many things to be thankful for today as we live our lives today. No matter what life may bring, no matter what the devil may throw our way, we have an advocate with the Father who's sitting at the right hand of God the Father interceding on our behalf. And that's something to be so thankful for today. But in the Bible, in the book of Acts, we learn about a man by the name of Saul. Saul, his name means prayed for. Every time God does something in the world, he lets us know that he's moving. When he created the children of Israel and made them a great nation, the first king that they had was a man by the name of Saul. When he started the church and brought forth the church into the world, he brought a man by the name of Saul onto the picture, which means prayed for, to be an advocate for the new church. But as you look at the life of Saul, you see our lives and you can see so many other people's lives in his life. I believe that Jesus gives us the Bible to let us see ourselves and other people and to see how God dealt with them in relationship and how he will feel about the way we do things also when we do what those patriarchs of the Bible have done. But Saul was a man that persecuted the church. Uh, the Bible doesn't tell us why he was so against the church or why he was so much of a component against the beginning of what Jesus Christ had built here on earth. But at one time he was an opponent of the church, but God changed him and made him a component of the church. And when he became a component of the church, he became a great access to what God was doing, writing majority of the New Testament. But when you look at the eighth chapter of the book of Acts, you see Saul is standing right there when they killed Stephen, all because he believed in Jesus and was a member of the church. They took their coats off and put it at Saul's feet. And Saul watched them and wash their clothes while they stoned Stephen to death. And Stephen was so much in love with Jesus that he asked God to forgive them of what they were doing while they murdered him in cold blood. Saul was right there persecuting the church and he found himself in Acts 9 chapter and that second verse says, and desired of him letters to Damascus, to synagogues, that if he found any on his way, whether they be a men or women, he might bring them bound into Jerusalem. He's on his way now to persecute even more. That was his job, 
to catch Christians, put them in jail, and have them killed, or have them taken away. And so he's journeying a great deal of distance, over 100 miles, to Damascus with letters and said, if I catch anybody, men or women, on the way that are believers in Jesus Christ or Christian, I will have them bound and brought to Jerusalem to receive a sentence of jail or even death. But while he was on his way, God met him. And in verse number three, while he was suddenly riding on his horse, he was knocked off his horse and landed on the ground. And a light shined all around about him from the heaven. And verse four, he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecute thy me? And he said, who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecute. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he trembled and astonished said, Lord, what thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And the men that journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing nothing. Sometimes your friends won't see what God is doing in your life. They will hear your speech change and hear your conversation change and see things in your life that's changing, but they won't understand. Quit trying to satisfy everybody else and put your mind on Jesus and satisfy him because only he has the power to change your life. Quit throwing your pearls among swine. When people don't respect you or give you the equal right to be part of the conversation, take your conversation somewhere else because God has something for you and your blessings are not bound in man, but your blessings are tied in with God. Saul, he, he's on his way to persecute even more Christians. He's journeyed over hundreds of miles, and while he's traveling, he gets knocked off his beast. What is God trying to tell you right now? What have you been putting your time in? How have you been investing your life? Is it for God or is it not? Saul was not working for God, but God saw him and changed him and made his name Paul, which means little. See, when you come to Jesus, if you come weak and humble, he will make you great and strong. If you come humble, he resists the pride of people, but he gives grace to the humble. He resists the prideful, but gives grace unto the humble. And only those who are like a child shall inherit the kingdom of God. You're too short to fight with God. You're too small to try to deliver yourself. Everything that's been happening in your life, God has brought it forth. It's not that you're that smart, not that you know that many people. It's not that you're that powerful. It's God working on your behalf for his kingdom. 
You may not be giving him the glory for it, but he's still in the midst of your life. So we have to come to Jesus small, but we all need a name change. As we come to this Lent season and uh, praying to get closer to Jesus Christ this year for Easter and, and to recognize him as your Lord and Savior and understand what Good Friday is all about. We have to come humble. The first sign of wisdom is to know that there is a God and to fear God. Not fear because you're scared of him, but fear just because of his awesomeness, his mightiness, his power, his glory, and his creation work. Humble yourself before God. Let God come into your life and set up shop. Have you been investing time in knowing Jesus? The last month, what have you been working for in your life? What has been on your side hustle? What, what have you been trying to do to accomplish that's away from work? And have you been pursuing your friends, pursuing life pleasures, pursuing things of this world? Or have you been investing in your eternal life of knowing Jesus Christ? See, these steps that Paul went through when he encountered Jesus are the same steps where we have to go through. In verse 3, he had an interruption. He was knocked off his beast. Sometimes Jesus has to interrupt us along our way. We're going to do mischievousness and going to do wrong, going to fulfill our desires and the lust of our flesh. And sometimes God has to stop us with a sickness, with a loss of a job, with a loss of a loved one, with a redirection in our life. After you have a interruption, then you have integration. Uh, in verse number four and five of Acts 9 chapter, Paul had an interrogation. God said, why kick against the pricks, Paul? Why are you doing this to me? Why, why do you persecute thy me? That question can be asked right now. Brother and sister, why, why, why are you fighting God? To kick against the pricks, a pricks and is used to push an animal. It has a short, short point to it, and it pushes the animal when you touch it and helps him go the right direction. Why kick against that sharp edge when God is trying to get you to be your best and live your best life, but yet you fight it by kicking against the pricks? That's interrogation. Then in verse number six, the Bible says there's conviction because after Saul, who had been persecuting the church and living his own life, heard God in an interrogation process, asking him, why? Are you living like you're living? He says, Lord. He was convicted. When he asked, who is it? And the voice said, it's Jesus, whom thou persecuted. Are you convicted today? It's the Holy Spirit convicting you right now of something in your life that you need to change. Listen to your spirit. Listen to your thought process. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. We all need changing. That's something that we need to be working on in our life for nobody's perfect. Then in verse number eight, there's the resonation. In verse number eight, Saul arose from the earth and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. 
but they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. He was on his way to persecute the church. Now he has to be led by other men because the light blinded him for a few days. And he decided to do what God said do. See, we have to learn to say, not my will, but thy will, O Lord. We have to learn how to say, thy kingdom come, which we pray in the Lord's prayer. But do we mean it? Thy kingdom come means my kingdom go. When I say God's kingdom come, that means my kingdom has to go. I can't do two kingdoms. I can't do my own kingdom and do God's kingdom also. And we have to remember that verse 16 says that they, he suffered for the name's sake of Jesus. Some things that we go through is not for us. It's just to keep us humble, to keep us in connected relationship with Jesus on our knees praying. Galatians 1 and 2 tells us that this was 17 years of Paul's life. After he has an encounter with Jesus, he takes three years to get understanding of what he's doing. Then Galatians second chapter says he took 14 more years before he went on his first missionary trip. Don't hurry up and, and rush what God is doing in your life. Wait on God, and in the right season, he will lead you in the right direction. When you go before God, you get hurt, and you wonder what happened in your life. But wait on him, and wait on the wings of eagles, and you shall run and not get weary. I'm going to say a prayer today. If you believe by faith, I want you to say this prayer along with me. If you want to give your life to Christ, and you have a change on the inside, and you want to make a commitment on the outside, let us pray. Father, forgive me, for I know not what I've done. Lord, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Forgive me of my sins. I repent of everything I did, knowing and unknowing. I'm sorry. Wash me, cleanse me, and create in me a clean heart, and renew a right spirit within me. Let me be part of the holy family of God. I believe that Jesus gave the Lord's Supper, died on the cross the next day, was placed in a borrowed tomb, but early that Sunday morning, got it with all power in his hand, and now he sits at the right hand of God, interceding on my behalf. I believe. In Jesus' name I pray, let me be part of the holy family of God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Amen. We love you, Ed Neely. We're praying for you. I'm Pastor Isaac Hammond. And keep a smile on your face, for that smile may be blessing somebody along the way. Be blessed.